Today we're going to continue talking about um, the vision, and thus far we've spent the last three weeks talking about this vision, and you can see there are three things, so there's not a fourth thing, and, and this is today really going to be a, a wrap-up of our vision. So the three past weeks have been upward, outward, and forward. And so upward being that we believe that every single person that comes into this building, that our, our vision is that every person that walks through the doors of, of this church, whether they've been here forever or whether they're here for the first time, we want to see them grow in their faith. And so that's the upward piece. The, the outward piece being that, that we want to share our faith with the world around us. We're called to do more than come in and, and sing together and hear God's word. We're called to go out and serve and we're called to go out and reach people. And then the forward piece that Jay mentioned just a second ago is that we are going to invest in the future of our church. We are going to pass what we have, our faith, um, we're going to pass that along to those coming after us and really intentionally invest in the future of our church. And so, so that's our vision. And this week, I, I want us to look at, at some important things as we launch this vision, as we go out into the future. I want us to, to hear God's word and hear some important things today because now we've got the what, but, but there's some things we've got to know and, and, and God's word is pretty clear that if, if we're just totally focused on that, but if we miss some other pieces, then then we're going to miss it big time. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. I want to start um, by talking about my kids. You guys know I love to talk about my kids. One thing I want you to know about my kids is they are forgetful. How many of your kids are forgetful? Raise your hand. Yes. And so there are lots of different ways that my kids are forgetful. Um, one of them being bedtime. And that's what I want to talk about here because bedtime is a tricky time in our house. It almost never goes smoothly unless they fall asleep on the way home. And so there's this pattern that happens all the time. So my youngest is, you remember I brought them up several weeks ago. My youngest is, is three years old, and he is already addicted to the iPad and to YouTube. In fact, he is so addicted to the iPad and to YouTube that he will come to me. See, we've kind of, one of the tricks we use is we'll let him watch a video before he goes to bed, and that makes him happy. And, and so he's gotten to the point now, though, that he will come to us at like 5 p.m. and say, Daddy, I'm ready to go to bed and watch a video. And he is not ready to go to bed. That is a trick. He just wants to watch videos. But this thing happens every night. Where I say, all right, boys, you've got 15 more minutes, or you've got 30 more minutes, and you can watch your videos, you can play, you can do whatever you want, but in 30 minutes, we're going to get ready for bed. And the boys say, okay, and I say, did you hear me? You have 30 minutes, and then it's going to be time to go to bed. Okay, Daddy, let me say this again. In 30 minutes, I'm going to come to you. I, I'm telling you, this conversation happens almost verbatim. In 30 minutes, I'm going to come to you, and I'm going to tell you that it's time to stop watching videos or whatever you're doing, and we are going to go to bed, and you are not going to fuss at me, okay? How many of you think that works out well? And so, yeah, Daddy, we got that. We'll go to bed in 30 minutes. We, and so I feel like I'm being generous, and a lot of times, I'm going to be honest with you, I give them 45 minutes, sometimes longer. And then I go in and I say, all right, it's bedtime, and pandemonium happens. 
And it's like I am just the meanest person in the world and tempers flare and, and I always win, by the way. Um, but, <laughs> but it's difficult. See, kids forget. It doesn't matter how many times I tell them, hey, in 30 minutes, hey, you've got 15 minutes, hey, you've got 10 minutes, start to wrap it up. It, it doesn't matter. They forget because they get caught up in other things and we have this cycle. Well, today I, I want you to understand that while it's fun to laugh at my difficulty getting my kids to bed, I kind of think sometimes God must feel that way about us. I think sometimes God must think, man, my children just so easily forget what I've done and what I've told them, and what our plan is. And today we're going to look into Scripture, and, and we're going to see. Last week we looked at Deuteronomy chapter 6. We looked at um, verses 1 through 9, and that's the Shema, the, the famous text um, that, that the Jewish people walked by. And, and hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And then we, we talked last week about the, the next part of it, which says, you know, you should have that on your heart, you should, you should write it on your doorpost, you should wear it around with you, you should talk about it when you walk around, when you lie down, when you get up, this idea that we're going to love God with everything we have, and we're going to live every waking moment talking and thinking about loving God. And so what we saw last week is, is that Moses was basically vision casting for the people of Israel. He was saying, God is going to do some great things, but this is what we are going to do. So when we look at upward, outward, forward, that's the vision going forward. And, and, and Moses is saying, this is what we're going to do, but today I want to look at, at the next part because this is so important for us, and, and I'm just going to be honest with you, a vision is a great thing. I think it's important for churches to have a plan for where we're going to go forward, but if we leave God out of this process... If we miss the fact that this is all about God's will and what God wants from us and what God is going to do through us, a plan and a vision is, is nothing. And so we're going to pick it up in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 10. It says, when the Lord your God brings you into the land he swore to your fathers. Now, in, in my notes, I didn't, we didn't underline it here, but in my notes, I underlined, the Lord your God brings you, because these are important words, this passage, this is an important concept. When the Lord your God brings you into the land he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give to you, now listen to this part, a land large, flourishing cities that you did not build, Houses filled with all kinds of good things that you did not provide. Wells that you did not dig. Vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. Then when you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Did you hear what that said? This is a great section here. This is, I mean, this is like, when we talk about me talking to my kids and making a plan for bedtime, like, this is a great section that talks about our tendency to forget the God who has done so much for us. And so it starts by saying, when the Lord your God brings you into the land, God has done some great things in this church. God has done some great things in our lives. In fact, 
I'm willing to bet that if we, if we just started sharing stories of what God has done in this church alone, you would hear some great stories of God's faithfulness over the years. 62 years that God has been faithful to this church. And so it says, when the Lord your God brings you into the land, and then it gives this big disclaimer in the middle, and then at the end it says, don't forget the Lord your God. So the first thing we see here, the biggest command that we're hearing in this text is, remember, remember God. So the first thing we see is that remembering what God has done keeps us where we need to be. As we pursue our vision, as we pursue upward, outward, forward, as we pursue building the kingdom and and being the church that God calls us to be, a big part of this is remembering who God is and what God has done for us. And if we will keep that in focus, it will keep us where we need to be along our vision. Remembering is so important. Now, I'm just going to be honest with you. I was a borderline failure in English class growing up, especially in junior high and high school. Maybe high school. I don't know if you take English in junior high. That's how bad I was. I don't know if I took English in junior high. English was not my, my, uh, my strong suit. I, I was not great in English class, um, but this sentence, I love, this is just one big sentence that I just read to you. This scripture, this passage is one big sentence, and I love the way it's constructed. So I want to break it down, and I want us to see three important things in this one huge sentence that I don't understand. I, I couldn't tell you if it's, a, if it's a proper sentence or if there's something wrong with it, because I don't know. But, but the, the sentence basically says this. I'm just going to break it down like this. When God does what God has promised, be careful not to forget the Lord. When God does what God has promised, which God will do, be careful not to forget the Lord. But in the middle, there's this really cool part. I love the part in the middle. So we're going to get to these three parts. So the first part is this. When God brings you into the land that he has promised you, do you hear the language there? It's not if God brings you into the land, it's when God brings you into the land that he promised. And even goes further and says, promise to your ancestors, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When God does what God has been promising he will do all this time. So the first thing we see is that when God promises, God delivers. That's good news today. It's really good news. When God promises, God Deliver. See, Moses knows what's coming. Moses knows that for years and years they've been wandering the desert, and, and Moses knows that God has brought them through some pretty difficult things, and Moses knows that God is going to make good on his promise, and they are going to go into the promised land. And the first thing he points out is that God promised this, And God is going to deliver on the promises. If we don't keep that in mind, we can be tempted to think that we are the reason we go where we're going. That we are the reason that we get where we're trying to get. That that we have some sort of achievement or, or that it's about us. But Moses says when God promises, God delivers, and God has promised you that he's going to take you into the promised land for all of these years, and it's going to happen. And so when God promises, 
God delivers. God is the reason that the Israelites were where they were. He was the reason that the Israelites were where they were going to be. And good news today, God is the reason that we are here. Absolutely 100%. God is the reason that we come together today in a beautiful sanctuary and join together for worship. See, I just said this church is 62 years old and a lot of great things have happened in the history of this church. It started in a house on Cox Road and then moved to another facility and then we moved here and we went through a time of of building and transition and all these things. And we could easily think that it's because of my great work, or not mine, I haven't been here that long, but, but the leadership and the planning and, and the giving and all those great people of this church made it what it is today. But God is why we are here today. And when God promises, God delivers, and this is really good news, because here's the thing. Jesus said when he was walking this earth that on this rock I will build my church. Do you know what Jesus didn't say? On this rock I'm going to let you build my church. He says I'm going to build my church. God has promised that the church would be built. And then goes on to say and the gates of hell will not overcome it. And so as we come together to worship today we are a part of something much bigger than, than just this church or just this 62 years or just this building. We're a part of a plan that God has promised all along. And the good news about the fact that we're here because God got us here is that when God promises, God delivers. And God says, the gates of hell will not overcome my kingdom. And so we come together today and we're working together to build the kingdom that will be victorious and will not be overcome. So the good news is, God's been working and God's going to continue to work. So as we, as we think about our vision, we put that in the context of this overall plan of God's working. And so God is going to build the church. We are going to do our very best to be a part of that. And that's, so that brings us to the second thing. And that's that we are stewards of the gifts, possessions, blessings, and ministry that God has given us. This, is, this isn't me, this isn't my thing, this is God's thing, and we are here to steward it. And so this vision is not about us being successful, this vision is about us being stewards of what God has already been doing in this church and in churches around the world ongoing. That's what this vision is all about. It's not about me stamping my legacy or us stamping our legacy. It's about continuing to steward and pursue what God's been doing for thousands of years in this world. We are stewards of what God has given us. I love the text that we read there. He says, when God gives you this land, a land large, flourishing cities that you did not build. Listen to cities you did not build. Houses full of things that you did not provide. Wells that you did not dig. Vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. Are you getting the picture here? The Israelites had very little to do with the promised land. And like I just said, this is God's work, not our work. And so we are to be faithful and steward what God has given us. But ultimately, God is 
working. And so we steward what God has given us. I thought about that language and putting it into our context, a church that we didn't build. We're going to build We're going to build the kingdom through a church that we didn't build. Maybe some of you would say, I gave money and that built this church. But the truth is, like I said, this is God's building. This is God's church. This is God's kingdom. None of this would be possible without God. And so a church that we did not build. And we're going to build the kingdom using gifts that we were given. Not gifts that we earned. Gifts that we were given. To share a faith that we didn't earn. None of us earned Our place in the kingdom. God freely gave it to us through Jesus Christ. And so a church we didn't build using gifts that we were given to share a faith that we can't earn to reach a people that we have no authority over. God has the authority. And so are you getting the point that this is is God's thing? This isn't ours. We are just stewards. Why is this important? Why is it important for us to know this today? Because one of the biggest mistakes that we can make is to forget that God has done great things for us and that God is at work in us and through us. The other day, Sam and I were talking, and and I've talked about my kids and their forgetfulness. The other day, Sam and I were talking, and Sam was, was hitting me up to spend some money on one of his video games on the iPad. He plays this dragon game, and and that game wants him to give money so that he can unlock things faster and and get better things. And so Sam comes to me and he says, Daddy, I need you to give me money to work on this game. And I said, Sam, I need you to go sit back down and stop talking to me. But he says, no, Daddy, I need this. Come on, I can build faster. I can get better stuff. I need, come on, Daddy. And I said, Sam, it's not happening. We're not spending money on a game that you probably won't play next month. And he keeps bugging me, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to check it out. So I went and looked, and this game wanted us to pay $10 a month for a video game. And I said, Sam, it's not happening. Go sit down, play your game, do it your way. And Sam said, Daddy, I have money, and I'm going to spend it on this game. And I said, Sam, you have money, and you're going to start paying rent if you don't stop talking to me this way. You only have money because I allow you to have money. Are you getting the picture here? And Sam says, I'm gonna spend my money the way I want to and I'm gonna do this game. And I said, you're gonna find a new place to live. But, and we laugh about that, but honestly, honestly, we kind of get this mindset sometimes, don't we? We get this mindset that this is my stuff. This is my building. This is, we had the joke in the video last week about, about Sam saying that my dad owns this church. <laughs> I didn't want that in there. I don't own this church. And we get this mentality that this is mine and I've earned it and I've created it so I can do what I want with it. And it's, it's silliness. Just like, just like my eight-year-old saying, I can do whatever I want with my money. It's silliness. And and, and so this isn't about us. We are stewards of what God has given. And and so Moses has vision casted. He's told them that they're going to move into this vision, one that they didn't achieve. And, and, And it's so important that they don't forget 
the God that got them there and the God that's going to go with them. Listen, I am, I'm really thankful for all the leaders that came before in this church. I'm thankful for the history of this church. And I will be the first to tell you that I am not worthy to be where I'm at today. There are a lot of great people who gave time and energy and money to build this church and to build the kingdom. But I want you to understand that that's God at work. And I am not worthy to be here because everything I have... It's God's. And there's nothing special about me or any of you apart from the fact that you are God's created children and God plans to work through you to build the kingdom. And so this vision is about building the kingdom and stewarding what God has given. The problem with forgetting is verses 13 through 19 then go on to say, don't fall into idolatry, don't worship other gods. And this is a cycle that happened over and over in, his, in history. When they forgot what God had done, it led them into idolatry, into, idolatry, into worshiping other gods and other things. And, and so what we see is when we fail to remember what God has done for us, we turn to idolatry. Now, most of you are thinking, idolatry, we don't even use that word anymore. What is that? That's not a thing for us, but it is a thing for us. It's a thing for us in the church today. When we forget that this is God's, when we forget that it's about God, we begin to worship other things. And some of those things are ourselves, our success, our legacy, our buildings. We can worship a lot of things that aren't God's when we forget what God has done for us. And so as we work in the vision, as we work towards this vision, we can't forget who God is and what God's done. We can't miss that this is all about God and that we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God. I want to keep reading in Deuteronomy 6 verse 20. It says, in the future, when your son asks you, what is the meaning of the stipulations, decrees, and laws the Lord your God has get, commanded you? Tell him, we were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Before our eyes, the Lord sent signs and wonders, great and terrible. I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. This is a weird scripture to get emotional on. On Egypt and Pharaoh and the whole household, but he brought us out from there to bring us in and give us the land that he promised on oath to our ancestors. The reason I'm getting emotional about this is because God has been so faithful to me. And I know this is talking about the Israelites. But I grew up in a family that put God first. I have a rich legacy of wonderful parents and grandparents who loved God and invested in God's kingdom, and God has been faithful. And the fact that I'm here today is a testament not to anything about me, but to God's glory and God's power. Last week we were, last week we were um, talking on staff retreat, and we just shared the good things that God has been doing. And I just lost it. Because I remember a couple years ago, when we were going through transition, and I didn't know what, what was going to happen. I didn't know what the next few years were going to hold. 
But I was thinking at staff retreat the other night when we were sharing the good things that God had done. I was thinking about the ways that God has been blessing me through this time. One of those ways I'm going to get more emotional. Is that while we were going through that transition, my mom was battling cancer. And I didn't know what the future was going to look like. I didn't know where we were going to be, and I had no plans for that. I I just trusted that God was going to lead us. And I had this clear feeling that if I was here, not this church, but this area, if I was here, I would have an opportunity to be a minister to somebody who's ministered to me my whole life. And that's my dad. And last night I was at his house, and he's going through a rough time. And I had the privilege to just wrap my arms around him and hug him and say, Dad, I love you. I'm with you. And I don't say all that to say that I'm here because of that reason. I'm not saying that God worked everything out so that I could hug my dad last night. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this. We can't forget the faithfulness of God. As we move forward with vision, we can't forget what God has done for us. And I struggled with whether I should tell you that story. But my next point is this. We have to tell the story of what God is doing in our lives. That God is faithful. One of the things I love about this church is that that we believe that we are a family. And we want all of us to be a part of worship together. And part of that is telling the story of what God has done for us. God is good. God has been faithful, not just in the last two years, not just in my life, but over 62 years and beyond. In your lives, God has been faithful. And we have an obligation to tell the story, to share what God has done. And if we will do that, we won't forget what God has done, we'll remember what God has done, and we'll keep God in the center of where we are and where we're going. And so this last text says, when your son asks, tell him what God has done for you. Tell him that that scripture is so amazing when you think about it from the perspective of the father who says, you don't understand, son. The reason we have these rules and these commandments that we follow is because God did this and this and this and this and we would be nothing without God. And I'm here today to tell you that we we would be nothing without God. So we've got to share the story. And, and so I'm going to skip down a little bit, little bit and talk about, talk about our vision and, and the, the important thing that I want us to understand today, and that's this. We want everyone to grow spiritually. We want to build the kingdom through, through growing disciples. We want to go out and we want to serve our community and we want to reach people. We want to invest forward in, our, in the future generations. We, we want to do all of that. We want to build the kingdom. I'm excited about this vision. It's a great thing. I think, it, I think God is doing great things in our church. And I think God is going to do greater things in our church. But I don't think that because I'm awesome or we're awesome. I think that because God 
is at work. This past week, today, the last two years, the last 62 years, God is good and God is faithful. And so as we come to the end of this vision series, and as we launch out into the future of what God has for us, we got to keep God in the center of it. we got to remember the past and what God has done. We've got to remember that it's because of God that we are where we are today, and we've got to do everything we can to keep focused. Remember the scripture last week, love the Lord your God with everything, and talk about it when you get up and when you walk around and when you lie down, live it. And so we've got to share what God has done for us, in us, and through us all the time. And so we are stewards of what God has given us.